Balanced Living Weekly, episode number 59 with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Balanced Living Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. We're here each and every week to give you the latest and greatest in the world of pursuing a balanced life, a, a more focused, healthy lifestyle. And of course, we started this show off with a, our intense focus and in, in interest in the biggest lever, the biggest lever, the biggest loser <laughs> TV show, which by the way, Father Roderick, I want to tell you, I watched the most recent episode. Oh, good. <laughs> however, however, I had to do something that I hate to do. I was, I think I was four episodes behind. There were four episodes on the DVR. And, you know, that's two hours per episode. And I'm sitting here thinking about living a balanced life with more margin and all this other stuff, right? Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I, I could watch eight hours of television. Mm-hmm. Or I could say, you know what? Yeah, I probably missed some interesting things to learn about these people. Mm-hmm. But in the interest of living balanced and having margin... I'm going to delete the prior three episodes and just write, watch the most recent one. And so that's what I did. Okay. Well, that's, I think it's a wise thing. What you could have done perhaps uh, to save time and still be a little bit more up to, you know, kind of following what's happening is, is just read the very good uh, summaries on uh, the NBC website. I do that from time to time when an episode is really long and I know that there's this challenge that takes like 45 minutes i just skip over the challenge and i just read the summary and it takes about two minutes to read it and i I, you don't miss anything and it has pictures so you still can kind of bluff your way through the episode (laughs) well there you go now i I know your secret now (laughs) (laughs) hey this week i want to share with you and and i'll put i think i'm going to put a link to this somehow i'll have my I'll, i'll transfer this over to my assistant and she'll put this in the show notes but I got um, uh, a, a photo that a friend of mine from England, his name is Richard, he sent it in to me. And I'm sure you saw it in the show notes. It, it, I'm it, looking it, at it right now. It's a very, <laughs> very, very high-end piece of exercise equipment that anybody could have in their home. I could have saved hours and hours of training had I had this one. Exactly. And so oh, well, well. It, it, these, it, it's called a creative log, all right? And uh, it, it's basically what we call an exercise block. And so if, if I can, for those of you who are listening via audio, which is pretty much everybody. Uh, so here, here's the situation. What you do is you take a piece of, let's say, two by four. And uh, what you would do is you would cut oh, it to... Hey, hold on, Cliff. What, what? Do you want to spoil it? Do you want to really tell people what it is? Or do you want to tell them to go over to our website... And take a look at it for themselves and leave a comment, of course. Oh, I didn't think I'm about just, that. I'm just thinking about, you know, just listen to your episode of the podcast Answer Man about how to get more feedback and how to involve your, ah. your listeners in, in reacting. I was like, hmm, this could be a good way because this is something you absolutely want to see because it's, it's, well, it's revolutionary. It's, it's going to change your whole perception of working out. Exactly. Especially here. And here's the thing. And, and you're right. Let's just tease this a little bit more. And you'll have to go to balancelivingweekly.com to go and see this for yourself. But anyway, it, it, it's not too expensive to, to, to get this piece of exercise equipment. And if, you're, if you've actually put out there that you want to be held accountable 
All yeah. right. If you've told people, say, listen, I'm going to get physical activity in, and people are asking you, so tell me, what do you do for physical activity? And you want to be able to tell them with confidence, without stretching the truth, that you have done some work today in the exercise field. You need to get a creative log, uh, which is also known yeah. as the exercise block. Go check it out, balancedlivingweekly.com. Look for show notes for episode number 71. And uh, you'll see a diag- uh, an image that will show you how you can create one of these yourself. And it will really take your ex- exercising level um, to a whole new level. Yes, pe- people are going to be impressed unless they're also going to the website. But that's all we're going to say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all righty. So anyway, uh, Father Roderick, I see that you have uh, a little note in here about learning how to delegate. Let's talk about that. Yes. Well, um, it's it's something that has been on my mind for a long time, ever since I started listening to um, uh, the show that you used to do about uh, getting a virtual assistant. Um, you went through a lot of changes when it comes to, um, well, morphing from a guy who loves to do everything by himself and is kind of, you know, very much in control and loves to be in control to someone who really has learned how to delegate and, and, you know, has taught other people how to do the same um, in order to be more effective and uh, more productive. And at the same time, while creating more margin, well, it's something that I, I've struggled with and I still struggle with. Uh, it's how to, because I'm, I'm very much like you. I, I love to do things myself. I have a hard time kind of letting go of things. I, I, I often think, and it's not always justified, that I can probably do it better and faster than someone else. And that's why I keep doing a lot of things myself. And, and, and this has been, a, um, it's, it's, something, it's something that has motivated me in the past to work really hard and you know put a lot of energy in things. At the same time, I think it's been a huge handicap and it has also slowed down a lot of... Um, uh, progress in in not not just in my own life but also in the projects that I that I undertake and um, so I, I'm constantly looking for ways to delegate delegate more and and, and another element uh, that that I've mastered much more than I've ever did before is to say no to things and to be realistic about what you can accomplish and I'm I'm the type of guy with 101 ideas and with only time to realize two of those ideas. And, and, and it just creates a lot of stress and tension. And especially if you, uh, um, if you get very enthusiastic about projects and then you tell other people about it, they get enthusiastic. And then you realize, well, wait a second, I cannot pull this off by myself. This is not going to work. It, it just creates a lot of anticipation and, uh, expectations. And, uh, ultimately, um, people are, disillusioned and I and me too. And so I, I, I've, I figure I, I need to be able to, um, make some progress into learning how to involve more people in these projects and teach them how to, how to do things and how to do them by themselves instead of me trying to do everything or, or, you know, being involved in, uh, in, 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 the final steps of what they do. And so to give you, to make it more specific, I've been working very hard uh, for the past two weeks on uh, revamping uh, the main website of the, of the network uh, that I run. It's very similar to GSPN. And of course our, um, 
our, our longtime listeners know this, both Cliff and I um, have have these platforms that we use to kind of produce content and bring a community together. And so you you, you probably know gspn.tv very well. I do G, um, sqpn.com. And for a long time, that website just didn't work. It, it did. Uh, people, you know, the problem with, with uh, podcasts is that once people are subscribed, if, if that's the only thing you put on your website, there's not much reason to come to the website. And that's what we noticed. And so I figured we got to find something else to do. We, we need to um, transform this website and uh, perhaps, you know, make it, turn it into more a place where you can find you know, interesting pointers to new content and just ideas and a, a kind of a more news-oriented website. The, the thing is, with a news-oriented website, you have to you have to provide news, preferably every day, preferably multiple times a day. And so I knew that if we were to make this this change, and I was pretty convinced that that was the way to go, then something needed to happen. I needed to find other writers. And... Uh, and so that's what I set out to do. I've, I gathered, I put out a call for writers and for help and, and found a, a couple of people that were going to help me write articles about specific things. However, some of them are very accomplished writers, have, a blo- have been blogging for a long time. Other people are totally new at this. And so my big problem right now, or the struggle, it's not really a problem. I, I, I think I'll figure it out, is you know, how can I train these people? Um, and at the same time, <laughs> how can I still keep that under control in a way that that right now I I already feel overwhelmed because you know I, they don't know exactly how to do things. At least they're they're, they're un, they are unable to kind of go through the whole process by themselves. They still sent me the articles and then I I check them and then I post them on the website. And I know in order to train them to do the whole thing, um, that's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort from 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 me and so uh, my big thing is like i w- i want to delegate but what is reasonable and and sh- um should i aim for let's say take a month to train these people and just go about slowly or and this has been kind of the way that i've done things in the past and and that's and, and i know cliff that you're often in the same situation or if you've been in the same situation the alternative is to just put in a maximum amount of hours, you know, take a couple of days and work every day till two, three o'clock in the morning and then be done with it. You know, and for some reason, I don't like that kind of putting a lot of effort in it and, and, and kind of sacrificing my, my balance for a couple of days. And yet oftentimes that's the way that I was able to make things work. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know. Well, I have some thoughts for you, and, and it's specific to your situation, but uh, this could be applied to several other situations out there. Um, I have, I, you know, I don't think that I'm an expert at delegation, and I'm still learning, and there are, there are several times when I'll sit there and I'll, somebody will say, hey, you, you know, this would be a great idea, or I'll say something that is like, man, I'd really like to do that. I wonder if I can find the time to fit that in. And and uh, every now and then I'll say that during like a live show in the chat room, somebody will say, well, why don't you give that to your assistant? I'm like, oh. Oh yeah, I can do that, can I? So so <laughs> while I while I have made wonderful strides in the area of delegation, I still sometimes it, it it just it's not yet programmed that automatically I can do this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'll share with you some some uh, some insights. One thing is I being a content producer of a site that has you know that that's very similar to what you're doing. In if I were in your scenario, I would not train all of the contributors how to get access to your site and to do things because. Every single person, no matter who it is, there's somebody that's going to do something that's not right. And if you have a, and and, and typically, like, for example, I'm working with an assistant. If she makes a mistake, it's oftentimes, it's the same kind of mistake, you know, that she, that kind of trips her up the first couple of times. And so I'm able to actually look for that to make sure that that one mistake doesn't happen again. Whereas if it was eight different people, Uh I have to look for eight different style of mistakes you know, it's like, how do I, yeah, right. so yeah. I might as, and, and then the problem becomes, oh my gosh, why don't I just do this myself? Um, it'd be easier if they just submit me the articles. So here's my suggestion. You find one volunteer that you can teach how to take all of the submitted articles to proofread the articles and teach that person how to step-by-step post to the site and then all of those articles are sent to that person, and that person who has been trained by you to do it exactly the way you want do- want it done can then do it. And of course, because that person's doing it over and over and over, it becomes routine for them. Uh, that person will then, they'll quote unquote, get it. Whereas if it's just one person doing it once a week or once a month, they'll forget some of the steps. One person doing it doing it over and over. And then all of a sudden what happens is if you're only if you only have one person who's actually getting into the dashboard of your site, well uh-huh. what you would do is well the I would I would recommend the first maybe 10 or 15 times that they go in and post a story to your site that you do spend a little time to make sure that every single thing is done right. And if, if you see, it's like, oh, well, you forget to put the tags in. I'd really like to make sure that those tags are there. And then you look to make sure they don't mess that up again. But after they've done it 15, 20 times, guess what? They've pretty much got it down. And from that point forward, and and I'm at the point now with Amy, my assistant, uh-huh. I don't check her work. The only the matter of fact, the only thing that'll happen is every now and then somebody will send me an email. It's like, hey Cliff, I was just on your site and the link to such and such isn't isn't clickable. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I send a note over to Amy and say, Amy, you forgot to make that a clickable link. And she's, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll I'll fix that right now. But the thing is, is that happens so infrequently, and it's and it's not a life or death scenario. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point now where, yeah, I've trained one person. I am very confident that 98% of the time, everything's going to be exactly the way I want it, and I only had to train one person. And so, yeah, I could I could easily have multiple people send her audio files and notes to put in the show notes, and they could all be posted by her instead of by me. That is very good advice, Cliff. Thank you so much. I hadn't thought of that. That makes it much it's, makes much more sense, and it makes it much more easy to train one person and kind of let that person be the linking pin with all the other editors or writers, um, and uh, and it will free up a lot of time for me to you know work on the more the community aspect of, of staying in touch with the writers and feeding them with ideas. And here's now, 
I'm kind of every idea I, I give my writers, it, it, it just adds to my workload because it creates more articles that I have to post. <laughs> and, and here's the thing is, is it's weird. But for me, if I at the end of today, when I'm done recording today, if I would have just and this is what I used to do, I'll have eight podcast episodes that I've just recorded at, you know, by the end of the day. I have to process all of those. I have to, you know, tag all of those files. I have to upload them to the web and then I have to put the show notes together and post them all to my site. I'm not kidding when I say that it would take me at least five hours to post all my shows online because of just how many steps are involved and stuff like that. Whereas if you take the time that Amy spends on it, Amy is only spending maybe at most 15 minutes per episode. Well, 15 minutes times eight, you can tell that that doesn't equal five hours. So how is she more efficient? The reason why she's so much more efficient is because she's not bogged down by all the other things that I, it's like, oh, you know what? I need to go look this up. Oh, I need to go do this. And then all of a sudden I get pulled away. Whereas she, this is the only task on her plate at that moment in time. And so it's, it's oftentimes I find when I delegate these people that I delegate to are often more efficient at doing it than I am. Very cool. I think so. I need to put out a call for someone to be kind of the the main editor who will uh, kind of replace me in the, in that whole press process. Yep. And take the time to train that one person yeah. and see if that doesn't help. That's feasible. I can use GoToMeeting or, you know, stuff like that to just show it. And I guess that, and I'm, I'm, I'm this makes me think a lot and I probably shouldn't do that on the air, but <laughs> I like, oh, we, I could probably create a similar situation for the, for the, you know, the podcast uploading and stuff like you do. Well, uh, let me tell you the other secret to this and this would work. Yeah, absolutely. Train them on GoToMeeting, but before you get them on GoToMeeting, don't mm-hmm. just, don't just get them on GoToMeeting and say, Hey, let me show you how to do this. First, you'll log in here. First, you do this before you do that. Um, I, what I would recommend that you do is you actually go through the process, the very next article that you write. And actually I would suggest that you do this for the next three articles that you write, um, Uh or that you publish. It's like, and, and then take a piece of paper or, or take another, um, a document, an online document and actually start writing down, documenting every step by step. So go to the website, click this link, log in. Go over here, click under add new, click or under uh, post, click add new, enter title and just write down step. I mean, every single Uh little step. Yeah. And you do that five or six times to make sure that every that you didn't forget any minor steps. And then you have the step by step by step by step process. And then what you do is you send them that document and say, okay, now I've shown you these steps. And I know this is like kindergarten here. And I know that you're smarter than this, but bear with Mm me. I want to show you what each of these steps look like via GoToMeeting. Do you have any questions yeah, through this? Yeah. And then what happens is, and I actually provide that to Amy via a, a mind map is how I do it, but uh, you can do it with just an online Google Doc if you want. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, let's just say, it's like, you know what? I Before I wasn't tagging, but now I want to start tagging these posts. So let's yeah. add that. That's going to fit right here in the outline. And I want to make sure that you do that yeah. and add that so to the list. To go through the whole process again. Exactly. Or, or if, if the person that does the work gets ill or is for some reason, you know, out of action for a couple of uh, weeks, you, you can probably on the basis of that document quickly train someone else because you've already, you know, exactly the steps in the process. So. It, it took me, it took me about three and a half weeks to train Andrea on mm-hmm. how to um, do my PayPal 
documentation and uh, to publish everything in QuickBooks, it -hmm. took me 40 minutes to train Amy how to do it. Wow. Because all the documentation was already there. Fantastic. So, yeah. Well, I'm I'm starting to feel much more optimistic. (laughs) Good. That's that's great. Thanks so much. And the other thing I want to say about you know just saying no is, um, it, man, it's a powerful word, I, and I love it. It's so it's so freeing because and and also remembering in your mind the goal of margin in your life. And yeah. um, I I've never experienced the need to say no more than I have this month because I shared with you that you know I, I took on a, a a big a big huge task mm-hmm. of training 20 people how to podcast yeah. um and I said to them I said listen outside of my duties of producing content for GSPN and interacting with my community and and then you know but when it comes to my working hours you're getting 100% of me outside of those things and that means I'm not taking on any consulting calls. I'm not taking any equipment orders, nothing else. I am fully devoted to you and your questions. And guess what my email is full of every single day? Hey, I, I'd like to hire you to do this. Can you help me set up a podcast? Can you? And I, I, have a, I have a pretty canned response that um, I write to them. I say, I just want to let you know first, thank you for writing to me. Um, and I want to let you know this part right here is from, from me personally. But what you are about to read is copy and pasted. It is a pre-written message. And then it's a very, I spent like a, you know, an hour carefully wording to them that, you know, during this month, I'm fully devoted to a group of 20 people. And unfortunately, I'm not taking any equipment sales or uh, consulting work. My next available uh, consulting call is, and then of course, it's got a blank in there because that will change from time to time. And all I have to do is hit, you know, a couple keystrokes. And then I either write in Tuesday, April 5th or Tuesday, whatever a week later from that is. Right. And, and I tell you, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's so much of a blessing to not be burdened. And, and the thing is though, is, is it's hard. It's the hardest thing for me to do because I want to say yes to everybody. And I know you'd struggle with that as well. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. It's kind of a, our innate people pleaser, um, <laughs> handicap, which we just like to, please other people and help them and be available, but it, it, it can be destructive or exactly. self-destructive. And, and what I learned is that I need to be able to say yes to my wife and kids. And that, that needs to be more important than saying yes and being, making other people who don't know me very well happy all the time. And so, and, and you know, that is the perfect transition to uh, the next topic that I want to mention on our show. All right. And that, that is if you say no, or you wanted to add something. No, no, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> because the saying no is always actually it's not about saying no. Saying no is just the kind of the label of saying yes to something more important. That is why you say no. Right. And um, I've been thinking a lot about this because uh, we've just entered the season of Lent. Uh, these all the forty days before uh, before Easter, and um, usually just before Lent, you start seeing the the, the tweets and uh, Facebook messages, you know, what are you going to give up for Lent? And it's always, oh, I'm going to give up Farmville. I'm going to give up listening to podcasts and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's, uh, people seem to um, like kind of showing off what, what they will give up for Lent and uh, Lent. And it's kind of, kind of showing, you know, I'm going to make so many sacrifices. 
And I know that, of course, it's well-intentioned and it's perhaps a way to kind of, uh, you know, to find that accountability by, by making public what you want to change in your life. Or, um, but uh, on the other hand, I'm always a bit, uh, I don't know, I was, like it's, it's, uh, giving up something is not the main thing that you, you're supposed to do during Lent. That's just step one. You give up something to create space. And to create room for something more important. So I think, and, and this just um, uh, harkens back to something that I hear uh, Jillian Michaels say so often in, in, in her, her podcast. And we talked about this in previous episodes as, as well. Is like, if you want to reach a goal, the strongest motivator is not going to be a negative one. It's like, I, oh, I'm, I, I don't want to be fat anymore or I don't. No, the, the more specific and the more positive you make your goal, the better ch chance you have to succeed in reaching it. And so she insists, you know, well, well but, but make, it's not like, oh, I want to pray more, for instance. That is, that is such a vague, global, you know, broad intention. It's never going to work. Instead, say, well, every morning, I'm, I'm just quoting you, Cliff, I'm just going to wake up early in the morning, uh, you know, preferably between, I don't know, six o'clock and seven o'clock. I will sit on a couch. I will have my iPad or my Bible uh, or the Bible in the iPad, and I will just read the Bible and pray about it. And and that's that's going to be the way that I spend more time with God. And uh, if you do that, if you formulate it like that, it's a it's a positive thing. It's It's something very specific. And something almost measurable, but because you can you can actually say, well, did I <laughs> did I do that this this past week? Instead of you know, have I prayed enough? Well, how are you going to evaluate that? Because <laughs> you didn't define what that is. And the same is true with you know fasting and uh, uh, you know helping other people. If it's just this very broad, vague thing, or uh, especially if it's formulated in a negative way, like I am, I'm not going to overeat. Or um, I should not eat too many snacks during this period of Lent. It's probably bound to fail. <laughs> and so uh, I, I would challenge people that are, you know, kind of posting and tweeting these uh, Lenten resolutions. Uh, try to try to take what you've already, you know, told other people that you would do. You know, I'm giving up watching TV during these 40 days. I'm going to give up playing video games or whatever. Take that one. And now sit down again and think, okay, so well, what are you going to do with that time that it gives you? What are you going to do with that extra health that you will gain? You know, and, and turn it into a positive proposition. And so um, that's, that's kind of what, I, what I've been trying to do myself for, uh, for Lent. It's, it's, it's kind of a training time. And I, I, I've made a mistake in the past so often to overestimate my own capacity to change my life. <laughs> and uh, to have these big goals basically... You know, if I would die um, on, um, you know, after 40 days, I would get straight to heaven. That was basically what I thought I could, I could manage. And of course, that's still kind of a very lofty goal, but I know myself. I need to take, I need to define some steps in between that, that goal of total, you know, sanctity and, and sainthood and uh, where I'm right now, which is kind of on the opposite, opposite side of the spectrum. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I think I'm going to try... To, to come up with something as specific as what you said about, you know, taking the time in the morning to uh, read the Bible and, and pray about it. That, that already in itself would, I think, be, uh, that would be feasible for me and it would be good for me. <laughs> and it would definitely be a little bit of a sacrifice as well. 
it was it it's it's still something that um has it, it is continuing to give me great inspiration and perspective on each and every day and and uh I've definitely noticed the difference. I mean, I I still have you know, there's time there are times at night, right around if, if I stay up as late as ten o'clock at night, um, I find myself I can get a little edgy because I'm tired. But even yeah. then, I I mean, my my stress and anxiety, or I mean, and in just frustration levels, they're just so so low these days compared to wh- who I used to be, and and it's and it is amazing. And and of course, you know, you're talking about saying no to something and to say something yes to something else. It's it, it's great to have that perspective in the day to kind of get a feel for you know, the direction that your day should go and, and thinking about your priorities that early in the morning. Uh, I'll be honest with you this morning. Um, I had, I had woken up I, because of how busy I've been with answering these questions for my, my group that I'm training. Um, I, I didn't do any show prep for today at all. So I got up right. at five o'clock this morning and, uh, you know, there's a, there was a very strong temptation to, to just jump right into show prep for the day so I can make sure yeah. that I look good all day long. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to pull out, uh, I'm going to pull up the Bible here. I'm going to finish reading what I thought I was going to read today. And, and, um, I, matter of fact, I was, I felt, I read something. And I'm like, you know, why is it that, that Jesus is all of a sudden telling his disciples to, to sell your cloak and go get a sword? I, I, I want to, what what's up with this in Luke here? And so so I, I I probably spent an extra twenty minutes researching different people's thinking on whether or not that was uh, a metaphorical going out and getting a sword, or if it was a real sword that he told him to go and buy, and why, and and all this other stuff. And so you know, I, I, when it was all done, I'm like, okay, now I only have ninety minutes before my first show starts. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> and I have nothing prepared. And and then all of a sudden the kids are waking up and stuff like that. But you know what? It didn't matter. I I've like, you know, today is still going to happen. And in in all honesty, before I had this practice of waking up early in the morning, I I've gone to bed at you know, the night before with uh before a live show Thursday and not had anything prepared. And I would still wake up at eight thirty, which is actually the time when I'm supposed to start my live show. <laughs> so I've got 90 yeah. minutes. So so I was able to put together, you know, 90 minutes of preparation for the first two shows and and here we are and things are going well today. So Sure. It all works out. I love it. That's, that's great. I'm going to give it a try. So I hear that you've uh, tried the protein breakfast. Yes. I um uh, and this was um because I noticed that, that I've been waking up a, a bit earlier than uh, than for the past month, um, and by waking up earlier and having breakfast earlier, I noticed that at around eleven I would just be starving. I'd be so hungry, and then you know, I know I'm not gonna you know eat any chocolate or whatever, but I would just you know go and have an extra sandwich or um, and and it just it didn't I was. Eating more than 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 I planned, and it was because you know normally in the morning I eat two sandwiches and uh, uh, but perhaps a smoothie, um, but that's about it. And so um, I was listening to I, I guess it was Jillian Michaels' podcast, and I'm, I'm not sure I might have read it somewhere where uh, where the idea was you know um, if you just do carb loading, which of course I'm also doing a bit 
you know, I'm focusing on a lot of carbs because of the running and it's getting pretty intense uh, lately. But I just noticed that carbs just go away quicker. Even if I take whole grain bread and everything, it, it, it just doesn't pull me through the morning. And so I've been switching to uh, one or two eggs in the morning. And I went back to what the, the, the Brits do, uh, which is uh, beans in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's not the nicest thing to eat. It's it's not so that when I wake up, it's like, oh, I'm going to have some beans. <laughs> but <laughs> but it really works. I mean, it just fills me up and it, and, and uh, I don't get hungry before lunch. So, uh, but it could also be a combination of, of the eggs and the beans. And then, of course, I, I'll, I'll take um, a piece of bread or, or something like that. And so I, I kind of combine it with some carbs yeah. and some fiber. But... Um, Ever since I started to do that and also just eat a little bit more, especially more protein in the morning, I'm, I'm good. And, uh, and it's still healthy stuff. And so I, I, I'm not tempted to uh, do any snacking. Very cool. Well, let's so. talk about The Biggest Loser uh, for a little bit. Um, yep. I, I got to watch the most recent episode. So obviously, as I said, I skipped three. I'm, I'm certainly missing some of the story that's gone on, but uh, really enjoyed watching the episode this was the one where um they had uh only two people were allowed to work out with the trainers yeah with each of the sets of the trainers i should say and it was a situation where one person gets to choose who's going to do all the food preparation Mm -hmm. and uh and then i think that was it right that that was the the, yeah and and there was one challenge with all the mud Oh yeah, the mud challenge. Had to kind of go from one with several obstacles, and they had to do this whole uh, stretch with filled with mud, and and try to get to the other side as fast as possible. Yeah, I didn't. Which, yeah, <laughs> I didn't see a lot of educational stuff in there. It was it was entertaining to watch, but um, I guess the one if there's anything in this episode that really spoke to me was the, and I think she was the girl that went home. Um, mm-hmm. the, the one who, uh, it turns out she was afraid of exercise. Uh, yeah. she, she had a huge fear of exercise and then all of a sudden, and it, and it seemed like it threw Bob for a loop almost as though it caught him off guard when she told him that she was involved in a car accident. Correct. Yeah. She's basically had, and she's told this before in the show. And so I was a bit surprised that Bob didn't know it. But it could very well be that that it's it was in a kind of in a group setting, and that she never communicated this to the trainer. But the thing was that she's she's always been afraid to work out because her she basically had almost no muscle tissue, so everything was atrophied. And uh, she, she had, even though she wasn't very big when she started the uh, the season compared to the some of the other contestants, she had the lowest uh, muscle mass of all contestants. And so in terms of just body fat, she was way, way, way beyond the, the, even the fat the big boys there. Right. And, uh, and so whenever she would exercise, even very simple exercise, it would hurt. And, and she would just completely, she would be unable to move afterwards because she had basically no muscle. And, and and so I guess that that's what they've been working on very much is to kind of uh, try to build that up and 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 but the, the fear was still there the fear yeah. of exercise. Well, the the cool thing and what inspired me in her story is that she said you know after the accident her basically she was told that um, you know that you won't you won't be able to walk you you know chances are you, you're you're not going to be able to do this and she says you know I laid there in my bed and I. 
I said, you know what, I am going to do this. And and by golly, I worked every day until I could wiggle my toes. And 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 then I, you know, I got to the point where I was really good at doing that and I could move my legs and 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 then I could walk and and uh and then she got to the point though where she felt like, well, the doctor said I wouldn't be able to walk. Well, now I can walk and she says that's kind of where I stopped. You know, I just that I just reserved that that's all I could do, ever do is I'll just be able to walk and and that's where it, you know led her to to get to the place where she was. Yeah. But, but obviously, you know, w- w- she, you know, faced on with the the reality of what happens to her on the on the ranch, she's like, you know what? I'm I, I they're telling me I can do this. And by golly, she's up there. She's doing some pretty intense ex- uh, physical activity, and that for me, I, I'm telling you, it, as somebody who sometimes will struggle from you know with some back pain and. And all of this, you know, stuff like that. It's like, you know what, I, I need to make sure that I understand that, you know, there are people out there that feel worse than I do. And by golly, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I know that the other day you did a run and you were talking about, you know, not trying to run through an injury or run, run through the pain of your knee. And I totally get that. But when it comes down to it, for me, it's like, you know what, I haven't worked out for a couple of days. My back is hurting. Now I'm sore. It's like, you know what, I just need to go out for a walk anyway. Yeah, you know, and that kind of thing, and and so it was an inspirational story for me. I'm glad I watched that episode. That's good. Yeah, I think you you always need to be responsible when you uh, when you feel that the exercise would ha- has potential to damage you uh, or to make things worse, then you should skip it. But if it's just you know I'm not feeling totally 100 percent, and I'm kind of feeling kind of lazy, <laughs> and I want to cop out, but uh, you know if I would do this exercise, it wouldn't really hurt me and. And probably it would make me feel better than just go for it. Yeah. I have that a lot with uh, being sleepy. You yeah. Know, the, the temptation when it's cold outside and I'm a little bit drowsy because I didn't get enough sleep. I have a tendency to uh, make myself believe that running would be dangerous, which is not true. <laughs> so the, the other day I did on Monday, on, on Sunday, it was just so cold uh, that I, I just didn't want to do it because I, I, I knew that it would totally spoil my weekend. And I need to kind of feel good during the weekend because the weeks are so busy. And so I decided to run on Monday. And I was very sleepy and I had to do 18 miles and I was like, uh, oh, 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 can I, can I postpone this? Can I do this on Tuesday? It's like, probably not. On Tuesday, you're not going to do it. And then on Wednesday, you're probably not going to do it. And then on Thursday, you're not going to do it. So basically you're going to skip that training and you will never get to the finish line during the marathon. And so I, I pushed myself that Monday. I was like, oh, no matter, you know, I know I feel sleepy, which I'm, I'm doesn't matter. I'm just going to go a little bit slower. I'll just take my time. I'll put on my favorite podcast instead of, you know, going through all the chores of the podcast that I need to listen to because, you know, I just need to stay informed. I'm just going to listen to fun stuff. And, and it turned out, you know, it was an awesome run. And yes, I, it, I, I went very slowly at the beginning and then I picked up speed and I felt great when I came back there. I wasn't tired at all. And so I was very glad that I pushed through that initial Lethargy of you know ah I'm tired ah forget about it I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'll tell you what we should probably I'm gonna click the music here and uh, get ready to wrap it up for the day. But I think it would probably be a good idea right now to ask people to give us a call and let us know where they're at in their own journey because uh, we don't have any feedback this week. Right. Yeah, we would love to uh, get some updates. If you have some resolutions for a 
for for Lent, if that is something that is part of your uh, uh, of of your culture or your background, uh, we'd we'd love to get some of your ideas for that or hear what your goals are. Um, and but also in general, just let us know how you're doing, and uh, if you bump into any struggles and things that you you know you're like i had at the beginning of the show like how do i manage this how do i train people how do i delegate just ask the question and then together we can try to find an answer absolutely and of course you don't want to forget to go over to balancedlivingweekly.com that's balancedlivingweekly.com look for episode what do we say 71 i think yes uh, episode 59 oh is it uh oh wait no hold on I, I, did i get it all wrong it's, uh, I said 59 at the beginning of the yes, show. I know 59. that for sure. It is 59. <laughs> Episode 59 is what you're looking for. So if I, by the way, if I said 71 when I talked about the block before, I apologize. It's episode 59. But anyway, you definitely don't want to miss out this very important, very affordable piece of home exercise equipment that you can make today. And it will, it is awesome. Go check it out. <laughs> the creative vlog. I love we'll it. We'll say no more. How can people reach us if they have voice feedback? Oh, yes. That's the preferred way to get in touch with it. I can't talk. <laughs> the phone number is 859-795-4067. You can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just give us a call, 859-795-4067. If you can limit your call to less than two minutes, that would be preferable. And we look forward to hearing from you. And, of course, you can always leave comments on the website as well. Father Roderick, where can they find you online? Oh, just take a look at sqpn.com. I've been working so hard on that page, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way, uh, the way it looks. And uh, there's just lots of stuff going on, including my own stuff. Awesome. And, of course, if you guys want to find out what's going on with me, uh, I guess just go over to gspn.tv. How's that? I'll just send them to my network as well. So we've got lots of different podcasts between the two of us. We would be able to, just Father Roderick and myself, we would be able to take up your entire week of listening. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you wouldn't have a life anymore if you would only listen to us. <laughs> uh, anyway, folks, we thank you for tuning in, and we will be back next week where we'll share more about what's going on in our lives and hopefully we'll feature your feedback as well. Until next time, pursue a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. <laughs>